Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And AU episode seven, super fine. So I'm in love with Garrett now. That fight between him and the bear, that was seriously intense. I know, right? And how much did you freak out when he transformed? Because I fully freaked out. My mom screamed at the TV. It was pretty great. I think I sent my friend Ella just like 20 messages of exclamation points and key smashes. I was sure the werewolf thing wasn't going to happen. You didn't say anything. You asked me not to spoil you. Yeah, but I kind of figured I'd be able to tell from your, you know. Hey, I'm very restrained when I want to be. But seriously, it's been driving me nuts not being able to say anything to you. Who do you think sent the bear to attack the wolf pack? Because my friend Ella and I have been talking about it for a week, and I still don't think I have a concrete answer. Oh man, I suck at calling this stuff. You know that part in Fight Club where he turns out to be the same person? I missed that so hard the first time, I had to rewatch the whole movie. Dude. In self-defense, I was 11. Dude! Hey, you should invite your friend in here someday. What friend? Your friend, Ella? Come on, you bring her, she brings her theories, and I bring free iced coffee under the table. If we put our heads together, I bet we could figure out the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, that. Um, so the thing, the thing is, she's, uh, she's just like super busy all the time. Yeah, so uh, that's why we message each other so much. She's so hard to track down. Busy Ella, always being... Busy. Hmm, that sucks. You really don't think iced coffee would convince her? I I could ask. Yeah. Tell her if she comes up with something really great, I'll throw in a cookie. Yeah, I'll I'll get right on that. New text post on Tuesday, June 23rd. On 
the plus side, there's only two weeks left before the new episode of Selkirk. On the downside, it's been two weeks since I had something to do on Tuesdays and my parents are making threatening noises about family game night. So what I'm saying is, who wants to send me some prompts? Give me all your Tony and Garrett fic ideas and I'll write whatever comes to mind. No idea is too out there. Give me your alternate universes, your missing scenes, your canon divergences. You want the two of them shopping for curtains? If it'll make me look busy when dad comes by with the Monopoly board, I'm in. New private message from user Hella Enchanted. Hmm. What if Garrett and Tony had to babysit the werewolf puppies from the last episode? If the pack is under threat, they're gonna want extra security on the kids, right? Oh my god. Is Garrett one of those terrible sitters who's like, Hey, Mrs. What's-Your-Name. I know your kids are in danger, but can I have friend over? We're just gonna do homework, I promise. <laughs> in all honesty, I did that once as a teenager. Except the other girl and I were both too nervous about the kids waking up or their parents coming home early to do anything. So we ended up doing our math homework after all. <laughs> I don't know if I think that's cute or tragic. Aren't you the one who always says, why can't it be both? Ella, 22, she, her. I shan't marry the prince, in quotation marks in your bio. Like it was from something. Which it was, I found out, when I read Ella Enchanted on my work breaks over the next week. I'd also figured out the, uh, the other thing you were probably trying to hint at by having it there. Which shouldn't have been a full-on, let-me-drop-my-ex-girlfriend-into-casual-conversation thing to get, but... I mean, it's not like I thought I was the only... We're literally writing stories where two male characters get together romantically. It's not shocking that a lot of the people who are into this stuff turn out not to be straight. I mean, even in Selkirk's one-room schoolhouse of a fandom, Ray Gambit's the only person I can say for sure is a woman married to a dude. And that doesn't mean I can say for sure that's the only gender she likes, or... <sighs> you know what I mean. Anyway... It wasn't a big, weird, surprising deal, is what I'm saying. There was no reason for it to change anything. So we ended up doing our math homework after all. Cool. So was that girl like a girlfriend? Your girlfriend? Because you totally date girls, right? Which is cool, totally cool. Maybe, maybe you're dating a girl right now. Or maybe, maybe you're... God, I'm such a freak.
I don't know if I think that's cute or tragic. Aren't you the one who always says, why can't it be both? Hey, Gemma, what did we say? Babysitters aren't chew toys, remember? Tony gave the arm, still being grappled, a gentle shake, and tried to ignore the feeling of pinprick teeth through the fabric of his sweater. The wolf, Gemma, aged 18 months and about the size of a small poodle in wear form, grumbled under her breath, but finally relaxed her jaw enough for him to pull free. Good girl. You want to play fetch? Gemma scuffed at an ear with her back leg in a gesture that was surprisingly dismissive for a baby or a wolf, then toddled down the lawn to where a tug of war match had broken out between some of the older pups. Tony's gaze drifted past them to the horseshoe of tidy farmhouses that spanned the property. Green lawns and SUVs and minivans parked in driveways. Like any big city suburb at dusk, if you ignored the mountains rising up on three sides and the narrow dirt road that was the only way in and out. And the discolored patch of the lawn where the bear's blood had seeped into the ground only a few nights before. Another reminder this wasn't exactly a normal babysitting gig. Speaking of... So... You're 100% sure the whole get-bitten-by-a-werewolf-become-a-werewolf thing is an urban legend, right? Relax. She didn't even break the skin. But are you sure? Pretty sure, dude. But you can ask Paul at the gas and save how it's working out for him if you want some external confirmation. Paul with the glasses? Mm Mm-hmm. We used to have a thing. Wait, Paul's a werewolf? No, dude. I'm saying Paul's not a werewolf. Because you don't turn wolf from bites. Get it? Garrett smiled, and if it seemed like his teeth gleamed in the full moonlight, Tony was probably imagining it. Uh, oh. So... Uh, you want to do the perimeter check again, or should I? Hmm. How'd your trank lessons go with Jody? Honestly? (laughs) Be back in 20. If you hear anything suspicious... Kids in the basement, yeah, yeah. And don't let Gemma dig in the garden. Garrett rolled forward like a gymnast plunging into a somersault. And then a glossy, jet-black wolf was padding toward the tree line. Tony sighed, rolled his eyes, and tried to ignore the fond smile pulling at his lips as he made a beeline for the wolf pup already rooting in a patch of potatoes. (laughs) A baby werewolf using Tony as a teething ring feels so accurate for him. I'm a little surprised it didn't happen in the show. I mean, poor dude is already kind of the show's chew toy, so on a spiritual level, it's like it's canon. And I love how Tony has no idea when he's being flirted with. Oh, poor Garrett is trying so hard here too with that I date men info dump. Yeah. 
That's Tony. So clueless. Aha! It's too late for Fulham Monopoly if my dad wants to get in bed by nine. I think it's safe to tell my parents I'll play a pity game of Scrabble or something. Talk to you later. Yeah, so like I said, no big deal. It was fine. Super fine. Nothing changed at all. Me and AU is a Procyon Podcast Network production. You can find transcripts for every episode of the show, as well as information about our other podcasts at ProcyonPodcasts.com. The voice of Stuart is Puck Malamud. The voice of Kate is Philomena. The voice of Ella is Elisa Park. The voice of Garrett is Sam B. Wynn. The voice of Tony is Ben Moody. Hey everybody, I've got a couple pieces of news for you this week. The first is that, like Selkirk, me and AU is taking a short mid-series hiatus. After this episode and episode 7.5, which will be out for patrons next week, our next episode, episode 8, will be on October 22nd, 2020. This is so that we can keep producing the show with the same consistency and regularity you've gotten used to, but also because I have to move by October 1st. Wish me luck. In other less stressful news, it's Audioverse Awards nomination season. If you're not familiar, the Audioverse Awards celebrate the best in indie fiction, storytelling, and actual play podcasting. Me and AU is actually up for an award already for Best New Audio Play Production. Uh, but there's still a lot of time to nominate us for anything else you might think makes sense, like writing, performance, theme song, or sound design. Personally, I suggest nominating Aaron Bauman, our sound designer, for environmental sound design in a new production. If you're interested in making a nomination or just checking out who else is on the list already, go to audioverseawards.net slash nominate. Nominations are open until midnight Pacific time on September 30th. This episode was written and produced by Andrea Clausen with sound design by Aaron Bauman. Our theme song is by Samantha Jean Rivers, logo by Alex Yoon. Find us on Twitter and Tumblr at me and AU pod. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on October 22nd. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My name's Olivia, and this is the Y2K Podcast. I found a bunch of files on my mum's old laptop. It's 20-year-old voicemails between my mum and a friend of hers. Hi, Kat. You always know when something's off, don't you? Jess, oh, that feels so great. That was Rachel. She's... <laughs> wow. I feel uh, empty. Sending you hugs across all the oceans. Oceans of hugs? That's perfect. Y2K. New episode every Friday all through 2020. Starting January 3rd.